And it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Join me in standing. I will be reading Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Brother Kaler, can you open us in a word of prayer this morning? Please join us in singing hymn number 165, O Worship the King.
Good stand once again. We'll sing hymn number 185, My Savior's Love. for the offering this morning. Richard, would you pray for us? And thank you. You may be seated.
you would stand once again, we'll sing hymn number 439, Count Your Blessings.
Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house today and to be together. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Psalms 146. Psalms 146. I know we were here just recently. Um, we've got one of the five chapters of the Hallelujah Course, and so today uh, we're going to work on getting the rest of them. And uh, hopefully, uh, study has been a, a blessing to you. I remind you of uh, the Hallelujah Course. The reason we call it the Hallelujah Course is because uh, in chapters 146, 47, 48, 49, and 50, they all start and end with this, pra uh, this uh, phrase, Praise ye the Lord. And praise ye the Lord in Hebrew, which this was originally written in, was Hallelujah. And so basically each chapter starts and ends exactly with the phrase, hallelujah. And then all the rest of it gives the reasons for it to be a hallelujah. And uh, it's just so rich, I really felt like we needed to go back and to take a look at uh, what we're exactly covering. So I'm going to go to 146 and verse number 1. If you can uh, stand and follow along, I'll begin to read. Praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, while I praise the Lord, I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless, 
and the widow, but the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for our time together today. It is our prayer and our desire that you would meet with us, that you might be honored and glorified through the preaching of your word. Lord, we'd ask for a working of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our hearts. And Lord, might we be drawn into a closer relationship to you. And if there be one here that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, we pray today that they might come to that saving knowledge of Jesus. Thank you for this time together. Have your will done in our lives and our hearts, and we'll give you the honor and glory and praise for it all. We ask these things in your blessed name, and all the people said, Amen. You may be seated. So the final five chapters of the book of Psalms are referred to as the Hallelujah Psalms, or the, as we have called it, the Hallelujah Course. Uh, they start off chapters 46, 146 and 147 as conventional. Uh, people are doing the praising with nature, passively demonstrating the Lord's creative power and the wicked subdued by God. But then things change unexpectedly. The progression shows an increasing course joining in the praise of God. So we start chapter 40, 146, and it's an individual praising God. We get to chapter 147, and it's a joint effort. There's one, two, maybe more, maybe four, five, maybe it's a cooperative of individuals. And then we get to 148, and things really take a turn. Because when we get to 148, we see that it begins to involve uh, the created things also. Okay, So it's not just us who are to praise God, but it's everything by the time we get to Psalms 150, which, you know, if you've got your mind just in limited thinking mode, you need to stretch it. God is so much bigger than our thinking and what we and how we perceive him. And so today, I want you to open your thinking, okay, and just be open to what we find here in the word of God. So 146 starts with a single worshiper. He says, while I live, will I praise the Lord. In 147, the community joins in to praise our God and our Lord. And uh, in uh, 46 and 47, nature is passive, showing the power of God as creator. In 148, nature actively joins with people and angels in praising the Lord. In Psalms 149, the saints form a nation that subdues the wicked. And the first four Psalms distinguish God's blessing on the righteous from his judgment on the wicked. And when we get to Psalms 150, the vocabulary suggests that even the wicked join in in praise of God. The last Psalm, unlike the first four, offers no cause for praise but is a pure call for everything and everyone to praise the Lord. And so we're, I hate to do this because these are so rich, okay? I would encourage you this week to sit down and just take, it only takes about 10 minutes to sit down and read chapter 146 all the way through 150. 
I challenge you to do it every day, especially with this being the week of Thanksgiving, okay? Uh, just because they are so rich. And as you begin to read, I can't help but take my pen and underline. The first thing I underlined was praise you, Lord, at the first and the end of every chapter. And as I began to read, I began to notice the things that were called out to worship him. And so just spend some time because we'll not be able to totally exhaust what we're going to be touching today. All right? So the first thing we see is that he heals the brokenhearted. We're in Psalms 147. And uh, we consider what shall Israel do? What should they do? In verse number one, it says, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant and praise is comely. Now, if you come to church and you say, I don't like to sing. Well, you need to change it, okay? Because the Bible tells us that we ought to sing praises. It is good for us to sing praises to God. You say, I don't know any good songs. We just sang a bunch of them, okay? It's good to, to participate when the church sings. That's for all of us to sing. You say, well, you know, I, I can't hardly sing, preacher. My voice, uh, it, it's just not. You just sing anyhow, okay? Just sing anyhow. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. In verse number 12 of 147, it says, Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. So it's something that we should do. We need to praise God with our music. Verse 7 says, Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. I don't know about you. I know there's a lot of excitement today. Isn't it good to have these guys back? Man, it just seems like part of the family's been gone, you know, and we finally get to have them back. Now, these, these pianos were both damaged in the, the rainstorm, if you want to call it that, okay? Uh, there's a sprinkler head right up in here, and it began to leak, and it was just a constant mist. And by the time they got to church on Wednesday night, this part of the ceiling had fallen, insulation had fallen, and it was stuck down inside the pianos. This piano over here had a half inch of water in it when they moved it. I watched the guys move it back in. I don't know how you guys moved it out. It was I just brute force and adrenaline, I'm sure, because I watched four people struggle to get it back into this hole. But these things have been totally redone. They were totally taken apart. All the pins pulled out of them, all the felts pulled out of them, everything. Totally, it's just like we got two brand new pianos. Isn't God good? I said, isn't God good? Man, I love singing with a piano. Just something about it covers up my voice. I just love singing with a good piano. And I'm glad that we got some people that can beat the keys. Isn't that a blessing? To have some people, there, they're kind of learning, but they're, they're doing pretty good. And so not only that, but you'll notice that uh, they got a new wax shine on them, okay? Now help us, okay? When kids come in here, Tell them, keep your hands off the pianos. Because seriously, they had gotten kind of scarred. There, there's actually a fine finish on top here. And they had actually kind of gotten scarred. They actually, we had them shined up. We, we really did. The top of these lids, the guy took sandpaper and water and, and sanded them all down and then buffed them out. It was an expensive process, but we figured we're going to have almost new pianos. Why would we stop here? right? So we've got covers for them, and uh, 
You know, it's not to come up with your tea glass and set it on the piano and no, 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 no. You can do that at your own house, not do it here. Or you'll see the preacher just kind of freak out, okay? So sing praise upon the harp. While our harps lay flat instead of up, but they're, they're stringed instruments to be used for God's glory. Why Israel should do this? Well, in, verses, in verse number 2, we read, The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. In verses 13 and 14, it says, For he has strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children uh, where in thee, within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders and filleth thee with the finest of wheat. Uh, verse 19, he showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Verse 20, he hath not dwelt so, uh, he hath not dealt so with any nation, and as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Isn't it great to know that God loved the nation of Israel so much that he dealt with them in a special way? And we as children of God today, he loves us so much, he deals with us in a special way like he gives us salvation and he gives us blessings and he lays upon us blessings and promises and hope and peace. All these things come from God. If we're not careful, we take them for granted. The next thing we see is for his work with nature. Verses 8 through 10 says, Who covereth the heaven with clouds. I like clouds. Here, just walk out, slow your day down. Just walk out and look at the clouds. Some of you are moving through life way too fast. You need to stop and just go out on a nice day and observe the clouds. He covers the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth. Man, we sure need some rain. We're supposed to get it. Well, I'm really excited about it. Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food. And we're not talking about these guys here on the second row. The beast of the field. They don't have to worry about going to the store and buying food. God supplies that. He takes care of them. He provides for them. And to the young ravens which cry, He delighteth not in the strength of the horse, and he taketh no pleasure in the legs of a man. In other words, it's not the, the strength of a person or the strength of an animal. It's our God who does all that. In verse 15 through 18 we read, He sendeth forth his commandment upon the earth, his word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool. Now there's a good portion to underline. He giveth snow like wool. Here's the interesting thing about snow. I know this because I love snow. Each snowflake is different. When you stop and you watch a nice, massive snow, just think about, none of those are alike. None of them. Who can do that? I, I'm not smart enough to do it. I'm just looking at you guys shaking your heads. I really get the idea you don't think you're smart enough to do it. It's God. God is the one who creates the snow. God is the one who gives the snow, he scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand? We'll just stop right there. Who can stand on ice? Oh, no, that's not what it says. It says, who can stand before his cold? When you think about the, 
the ice and the, the frost and the snow, and, and when it's bitter cold, who can stand before it? He sendeth out his word and melteth them. He causeth his wind to blow and the waters to flow. Now consider his power as creator in the, in the sovereignty over weather and, and how that God controls the weather and God gives the rain as he sees fit. God gives the snow as he sees fit. He's an awesome God. And now his work with the heavens, verse 4 and verse number 5. He telleth the number of the stars. Could you throw that up, guys, for just a minute? He telleth the number of the stars. What do you think about that? Kill these lights right here. What do you think about that? If I, if I would give you a pencil and you could sit here for the rest of the service, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Think it'd take a while? It would take a while. Now, you know the amazing thing about these stars? There's like 32 million galaxies like that. They can't even begin to comprehend how many stars there are. They got an idea, you know, but they don't know. But check this out. He calleth them all by their Names. <laughs> I don't know about you. I mean, you know, we get those uh, Christmas letters, and like they named all their kids with H's or all their kids with L's. I think you have to come to a point maybe where you go, we're done having kids because we run out of names. I don't know. But think about that. How long would it, how, it just blows my mind. How would you name them all? And then if you name them all, how do you remember them all? That's God. That's our God. Every time you look at a starry sky, just think, he's so much bigger than me. He loves me so much. Great is our Lord. It's just fitting that verse 5 is there. Great is our Lord, and of great power, <laughs> I love this part, his understanding is infinite. In other words, it far supersedes us. Where do you go in the midst of trouble? Who do you turn to in the midst of problems? Well, if you're not turning to God, if he's not the one that you seek to go to, just remember the stars because he has the understanding. He is the one who can help in our time of need. Adam showed his authority over the animals by naming them in Genesis 2.19. And it says, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, every living creature, that was the name thereof. But Abram could not even number the stars in Genesis 5.15. The Lord shows his greater wisdom and authority by naming each one. In Genesis 5.15.5 uh, it says, And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. 
Wow, we have an awesome God that we get to serve. His work with the redeemed. Verse 3 says, He healeth the brokenhearted, and he bindeth up their wounds. There's no one who can heal a broken heart like God. God is the only one who can intercede, who can take that heart and mend that heart and cause it to love again and to care again and to forgive again and all the things that are necessary to make for a good life. And he says, he bindeth up their wounds. He is the one that comes alongside when no one else is there. When it seems like no one else cares, God is still there. Years ago, my wife and I lost a baby. And uh, I remember, I remember the, the whole thing involved with that. And remember at the end of it, I came back to the church and I apologized to every woman who had ever had a miscarriage because I didn't understand the pain of it until she went through it. And getting woken up in the middle of the night in tears. And she said, would you just hold me? We still got a little box in our house. All the little dreams for that. We call her a girl because all we had was ornery boys. Still have that box in our house today. But when she couldn't even wake up this log, she could always turn to God. When I had to say goodbye to her as they wheeled her off the surgery, she had to go with God. But God was there. She was not alone. God is ever by her side. Verse 6 says, The Lord lifteth up the meek, he casteth the wicked down to the ground. Verse number 11, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. That is our God. Let's go to Psalms 148. Praise the name of the Lord. The, hallel- the third hallelujah psalm broadens the circle of those who praise the Lord yet again. From a single believer to a community of the faithful, now the course increases in two directions. First, it now includes heaven, so that the angels join people in praise, reminding us of the angelic choir of the Lord's advent there in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 13 And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. The only thing that the angels will never be able to rejoice in is the fact that we have salvation, and it was a free gift from God. They were created beings made to worship God. Second, we see the uh, creation joins in the praise. Up to this point, nature has been passive, the object of God's creative power. But now it's active. It's part of the course. In Luke chapter 19 and verse number 37, we read, And when he was come come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice And praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Verse 40, well worth underlining. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. There's going to be a day that even nature itself will cry out and worship God. 
And who knows, they may already be crying out now. We just don't hear it. See, we, we limit our thinking in our world to what we understand. But can I remind you that God is far past us. Far past us. It could be they have their own way to worship God. I do not know, but I know at some point, everything praises his name. He begins by invoking the angelic host. We know of their role in praising God from Psalms 103 and verse number 21, Isaiah chapter 6, and Luke chapter 2, among other passages. Verses 3 and 4, 148 says, Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. Can you imagine if we involved all these stars in praising God? And then we go to the waters, the oceans, the seas, and the lakes, and they praise God? You say, how would they praise God? Have you ever seen a storm come across the water and hear the waves? Or have, have, better yet, have you ever, like we were in the Philippines one time, and they, I'd always wanted to stay in a hut. And for some reason, they put us in a hut on a beach. And, I, you know, I'd always thought, well, you know, the ultimate thing would be to go to Hawaii and get a hut, stay on the beach right by the water. That would just be awesome. So we went to the Philippines, we got a hut, and we stayed on the water. And I'm telling you, I'd much rather have been in a motel. Because of the things that join you in a hut on the beach. First of all, you got to deal with the sand issue. You're slopping through all this sand, it's all over you. You get in your hut and it's, there, it's just, it's, it was ugly. And so then you go to take a shower and you're washing off all this sand and the ge- geckos are in there looking at you like, hey buddy, what are you doing, you know? And you want to sleep with your mouth shut when it comes to geckos being around, okay? <laughs> Miss Leslie, I'm sorry. It's a, that's your first lesson going to New Guinea, okay? Verse 5. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He hath also... I've got to go back to the hut for a minute. <laughs> I had a great story, but I forgot to tell you my whole point. We laid down. Lights out. And you hear this little swish, 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 swish. Now, people like my wife that bugs them to death. I don't think I can sleep with that noise going on. I'm thinking, man, that's so peaceful. Swish, swish. You know, during the night, the tides yeah, come right up to the side of the house. It was like slosh, slosh, slosh. Instead of swish, swish, swish. But it was very enjoyable. It was, it was, for me, it was a great experience. Okay, now I can get back to where we were going. So you have the water, swish, swish, swish. But what about a big storm? And then you see the raging and the roaring of water. It's amazing how much damage water can do. It just really is. All the waters, praise God. All the skies, praise God. All the heavens, praise God. All the stars, praise God. All the birds, praise God. All the sand, praise God. Man, I'm telling you, the trees, praise God. The leaves, praise God. Mm, We are in high cotton when all that happens. But we need to be praising God. 
He hath, verse 6, he hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. The cause of praise in this case is God's work for creation. Praise the Lord from the earth. Now he turns his attention to the earth. The praise of non-human nature here echoes the promises of the royal psalms at the coming of the king. The same event in focus in the passages of Luke. Listen to these verses, write them down if you want to look at them. Psalms 96, 11 through 13. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field let the field be joyful. You see, could you see all the sunflowers praising God? But could you see the sagebrush praising God? And the field of the grass praising God? Uh, we miss it, I'm telling you. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Psalms 98, 7 through 9. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. He cometh to judge the earth with righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. Yet dragons and all de depths, dragons and all depths. That word dragon is pretty interesting when we find the Bible. Some people say, would you really believe there were dinosaurs? You betcha I do. I believe there were dragons too. Why? Because it's right there in the Bible. Why would I be dumb enough to lie with, argue with the Bible, right? Whether you want to consider great wells that are in the water, or you want to consider, I believe, the great, uh, well, they got the Komodo dragons down in Brazil. They got other dragons, I believe, that lived in the water at the time in the deep. So I, you know, we haven't even begun to go all the way down in the water yet. There's only so far man can go. And they just call it the abyss. And they don't have the wherewithal to be able to go down there, you know? How about verses 8, 9, 10, all the way through 14? Fire and hail, snow again, <laughs> hallelujah, snow again, and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle. Can you imagine you walked out to a field and all of a sudden the cows begin to sing praises to God? Creeping things like worms and bugs and flying fowl. Kings of the earth. Isn't that kind of amazing? We're just kind of right there with them. Kings of the earth and all people, princes and all the judges of the earth. Verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord. Let Verse 14, he also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. We go to Psalms 149, our third major point today. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song. What Israel should do. They are to be rejoicing in their maker and exult in their king. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. So how do we go about being joyful? How do we go about 
rejoicing in Him. How, how is that accomplished? Well, we start by praising Him with our mouth. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and His praise in the congregation of the saints. So we're not going to bring in the songs of our past. I don't know about you, but the music I used to listen to before I got saved, I'm not bringing that in here. There are a lot of churches that do that, by the way. The rock bands and the lights, and I mean, I, I was a heavy metal guy. We're not doing that here, because that's bringing the world in. we got a new song to sing. By the way, ours is a better song to sing. You say, well, they, they take that music and they put new words to it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So we sing a new song. God's changed our hearts. He's changed our likes. He's changed our wants. He's changed how we should, at least he should have. Right? When we accept Christ, our lives ought to be transformed. They ought to be changed. We're no longer the old. I'm no longer the old Kevin Metzinger. I don't think you'd liked him very much. I've been made anew. The Bible tells us there in Corinthians that the old man pass away. Behold, all things become new. Praise God. I'm thankful for the new. I'm thankful I don't live the way I used to live. I'm thankful I'm not that guy. Matter of fact, I hold breath sometimes when I come across someone who goes, I knew you when. And I'm beginning to wonder, uh-oh, when are they going to talk about? I called a friend of mine that we used to run the streets together. Matter of fact, he grew up right through here. Brother Charlie Sawyer, you know him. Brother Charlie and I run these streets Right through this area, I grew up right up over there. He grew up right over there, and we were a mess. And I called him after having not seen him for over 18 years. I said, hey, Brother, Brother Charlie, how you doing? He goes, first of all, Kevin, the first thing I want to do is apologize to you for the way I acted. I said, hey, that was before you were saved. God's made a change in your life. We're not going to go back and visit the old. I'm thankful that's gone. Go forward with the future. I'm thankful that he's given us a new song. He's given us a new hope. He's given us a new direction. I'm so thankful that God saves us. He cleanses us. He washes us. He purifies us. Now it's up to us to stay out of the mud puddle. We can go back. The Bible talks about, uh, about the swine returning to the mire. I don't want to go back to the mire. I didn't leave anything there that I want to go back for. I'm thankful for what he's done in my life. I'm thankful for the change that he's accomplished. Verse 6 says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. I immediately wanted to say, well, a two-edged sword is probably the word of God. But the longer I've thought on it, I reckon it to be a sword of judgment. In other words, I want to praise God I want the praises of God to be in my mouth and the hand of judgment, if necessary, in my hand. In other words, I want to be able to discern what is right. I want to be able to discern, should I continue down this road or now that I'm saved, shouldn't I go this way instead of that way? In verse number three, we ought to praise him with our music. Let them praise his name in the dance and let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and with the heart. And Israel should do it in verse 5. It says, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. 
Now, I'm not, you know, necessarily saying you need to go home and lay on your bed and just sing. But I will tell you this. Why are you holding back? Hasn't he done something great for you? Isn't he worthy of all our praise? You say, well, I don't know about it. Hey, he deserves it all. Doesn't deserve just a little bit. He deserves it all. He's been a great and awesome God. The things that he's done for me, the direction he's given me, the forgiveness that he's granted me, the peace and the joy and the hope that I now possess, he deserves to be praised. Verse 4, for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. I want to stop here just a minute and make one observation. It's bothered me since the attack in October in the nation of Israel. How many people have come out and said, now Israel, you calm down. You would have treated my family like that? I'm sorry, I'm online. You can imagine, okay? Let's put the nice face on. You can only imagine. Why is it that people tell, they're just defending what needs to be defending? They would have done that in America? Can you imagine the uproar that America would have? As a matter of fact, we lost over 30 people there. there ought to, that's one, I think that's one reason we moved right in, to have a part. There's coming a day that they're going to bring a sword and punishment and judgment, and I hope that we all realize they're God's people. They need to go do what they need to do. Don't forget, our God is a God of judgment. We talk about him being a God of love, and if I can ever grasp that one point, I'll be quite happy in my life, but I don't think I will. But as much as he's a God of love, he is a God of judgment. Oh, I don't think that God, you know, he's such a, the world and the world's religions want to pacify who our God is. I'm telling you, he's a God of judgment also. And his love that he has can only be backed by the judgment that he has. Okay, let's go to the fourth point. Let's get the pretty Met singer back on again. 150, let everything praise the Lord. Let everything praise the Lord. Verse number one, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Verse two, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Verse 3. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. God is worthy of our praise. And we need to praise Him. 
is worthy. Now, when we don't take time to praise God as we should, we say, I'm more important than God. Can I remind you, without his salvation, heaven would not be your eternal home? That reason and that reason alone is reason to turn to him and say, Lord, thank you. Matter of fact, I've often wondered why, wouldn't it have been perfect when you got saved, all of a sudden you were translated from this world to heaven, just like almost immediately? But who would tell the next person? And who would tell the next person? As children of God, our responsibility is to share the good news of Jesus Christ that the lost might come to know what we possess. That they might know that there's hope in the midst of trial. Whatever the problem God bring, comes your way, God brings your way, God gives you the peace and the grace to handle it. And he's worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. We look back over our lives and we think, man, you know, I saw Miss Jillian and she posted about their anniversary. And I went on there and I said, hey, happy anniversary. I've watched you guys go through some stuff and you're still doing good. You know, that's the way life is. We're going to go through stuff. I look over here at Brother Peterson and I see these boys sitting right here and I'm saying, you're going to go through some stuff. Okay? But God will help you through it. God will help you through it. And they're worth it. God will help you through it. He's worthy to be praised. That little baby that you're holding right there, Miss Reagan, with your hands, is worth trusting God. Worth trusting God. He is worthy to be praised. Lord Jesus, we love you today. We thank you for the awesome God that you are. We thank you for the blessings you bring our way. You're, you're so good to us, and we so unworthy. I pray to God that you would take this invitation. You'd use it in our lives and our hearts. But more importantly, God, I pray that we would leave here today having been touched in a way that our lives will be affected for all of eternity. Help us to be better soul winners and more soul conscious and help us to be more concerned about others around us so that they too might know the peace and the joy that comes by having Jesus Christ as their Savior. But God, help us also to be thankful for what you've given us. Help us to take time each day and just praise you for the awesome God that you are, for the gifts that you give us. Help us to sing praises to your name. Help us to use our voice in a way that would bring honor and glory to you. Take this invitation. Have your will done in our lives and our hearts. We'll give you the honor and glory and praise for it all. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Would you stand with me today? Lord, spoken to your heart, encourage you to come, whatever you need. The altar's open, and Brother Foster's going to lead us this first song. Just as I am without one thee, other thy blood was shed for me, and that thou didst become to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. 
like to have Allie and Gus come up for just a minute. They live in that little can out there. Come on up, come on up, right here. Don't be shy. I'm not going to bite. And uh, they're going to leave. This is their last Sunday with us. They're going to hit the road, going to Arkansas, I believe, uh, the next place that he's going to go serve the Lord and uh, do a work there. And uh, I'm glad that we've had them as long as we've had them. That way I feel like I've been able to get to know them and uh, gives me a, a love for them and appreciation for them. And I'm really thankful for you. And by the way, if you haven't heard, Miss Allie's going to have a baby. She just really, they ought to just move in here. We've got a great nursery. He could come visit once in a while or something like that. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. And little Aiden, you've probably seen him toddling around. Great little guy. And uh, it's just been such a joy to have you guys. And I want to thank you. We've got uh, some gifts here. Um, and we just um, tried to, through the grapevine, figure out what it was, something that you really wanted. Go ahead and open it, okay? I want everybody to <clears throat> Yeah, it's Aiden's, you won't. So go ahead and open yours. Don't be shy. So we got Miss Allie an oh, Apple Watch. We'd heard that she had wanted one. And then... Uh, he was still using a yellow piece of paper to write his notes on, so we gave, gave him that. Let's give him a hand, yeah. And then uh, on behalf of the church, Brother Matt has another gift to give you. Uh, Gus also taught Josh how to weld, which was really neat, too. You took your time to do that. Very thankful. Amen. Just above board, so everybody knows we give them a check for $5,000 for their time and the work that they put in here and the blessing that they've been to us. So I want you to know that we love you and appreciate you. Now, church, let's bond together and pray for them a bigger RV, okay? You're going to need one, brother. That's just kind of where you're at, right? Hopefully, you're going to fill it, right? Is that the kind of plan? Yeah, okay. So, uh, if you would, pray for them uh, as they go on the road and on your regular daily pray, prayer list. Remember to lift them up. Pray for a safe delivery for the baby, a bigger RV for them to live in, uh, and all those things, Okay. And if you wouldn't mind, go to the back there. Um, Brother Charlie will help you show you where to stand. We'll let people. Love you, buddy. You too. All right. Brother Matt. All right, folks. Uh, so week of Thanksgiving, we're going to have the Lord's Supper uh, for members on Tuesday, November 21st at 7 p.m. here at the church. Uh, there will be no Wednesday evening service uh, on the 22nd, on the 22nd um, through the 25th. Uh, guest speaker, Brother Rick Carter from Beth Haven Baptist Church uh, from Oklahoma City will be preaching all services on Sunday, November the 26th. And then we got our Christmas missions offering coming up. Uh, we'll collect the money on December the 3rd, and that will help uh, missionaries across the globe uh, as well as here in, in the United States. Uh, Christmas uh, cantata. 
will be December 10th at 2 p.m. here at the church, and a cookie fellowship will be following. That's pretty awesome. Yeah? Uh, patch program on December the 17th in the afternoon. The kids have been working hard uh, with Brother Stephen and, and all the other teachers back there, so that ought to be really good. And then the ladies' Christmas party will be at the Met Singer home on Monday, December 18th at 7 p.m. Uh, bring your favorite treat to share. Are guys allowed? No? All right. And a $10 age-appropriate gift for an exchange. All right, and then, as Pastor said, be in prayer for the Ludke family as they uh, depart um, this weekend uh, on their travels as they go. All right, can we stand and be dismissed? All right, Brother Stephen, can you close us? Thank you.